Father, once again, we want to appreciate you and thank you for all that you have done for us from last year up to this time. Lord, as this year is rolling, is rolling by, we pray, Almighty God, every second of our life shall be full with testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. That we decree, Father, let them continue to be decreed in heaven for us in Jesus' name. When we lose on this earth, it shall be loose in heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Lord, as we go into your word, speak your word into our life in the mighty name of Jesus. What you want us to hear this afternoon, Father, sleep shall never take them away in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, the newcomer, please. Shortly after the service, just outside this door, a couple of our leaders will be there to give you much more about the our program. Hallelujah. Who can tell me the, the theme for this year? Who, who remember? I like the chorus, the year of restoration. I think it's better we start from there as the first message, first Friday for this year. My message this year is titled Year, or this Friday is titled Year of Restoration. <laughs> Hallelujah. Year of what? Restoration. You see, um, the internet has made things easy for us. If you don't know the meaning of restoration, don't ask me. When you get to Google it, and you will know what it means. But for a clear uh, understanding, let me take it this way. Restoration is a word that carries so much weight and promise. I've not given you the meaning of restoration. I just say it carries weight. It carries weight. And it's full of promises. It speaks of a return of former state. Mending what is broken. Feeling what is empty? Now, you begin to think within your mind. What is in a different state? You want it to go back to a former state. What has been broken that you want God to amend? What has become empty that you want God to refill for you? So you begin to link them and begin to pray silently in your mind. These are the emptiness that, Lord, you must fill it up. It is a word that echoes with our human experience because we all have something in our life that needs restoration. This word, this declaration for this year means that we all have that, that have to be done. I will not use the, for now I will not use the, because pastor has spoken extensively on that crossover night, the message has been passed across. Let me diverge a little bit, although pastor also mentioned this verse, which is uh, uh, Joel. It's a common thing when we talk about restoration. Joel chapter 2, verse 25. And it reads, So I will restore to you the years that Swami Locust has eaten. Can I hear him to that? Yes. Not just the Swami one. The Bible recorded that the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust my great army which I sent among you. God is saying he's going to restore the year that these swarming locusts have eaten into your paws, into your life, into your, into your head. God is saying that this year 
is going to restore it for us in the mighty name of Jesus. This verse, like I said, is a promise from God. The promise of restoration. And this verse we have just written, it speaks about of a time when God's people have suffered great loss due to locust outbreak. We all know the story. I may not need to go back into detail. Their crops were, de- were destroyed and the land became barren. Sometimes back in the man here, it was on Friday like this, we started seeing the locusts outside as we finished service. They were like uh, armor cricket, not the cricket you play, They're like armor cricket. So they, were f- they feel everywhere in Oman. Nobody knows where they came from. They move and they're gone. Imagine those army of um, locusts enter into one farm. Okay, because you are office people, you will not understand what I'm saying. But those of, for those of us that have grown up in village and farm, if they enter into your farm, if it's a vegetable farm, all you need to do is just to put your hand on the head and begin to cry because they will destroy everything. And God is saying, this type of invisible locusts that have been crawling to your life, that God is going to destroy them in Jesus' name. So, children of God, as we journey together this year, let's open our heart and our mind to the message of restoration that God has for us. I'm sure we are going to hear more about message of restoration on this pulpit in the mighty name of Jesus. The God declaration for our church TBLF this year is promise of restoration. Time to return to that where the strong hold. Restoration for double portion. Amen? It's not just single restoration. Left and right, it will be coming. And you will begin to say, am I not the one? Am I not the one that people have been mocking? God will perfect it for you in Jesus' name. Time for you to return to the stronghold. Who have heard this particular statement before? If you have heard it, wave your hand to the Lord. Yes, God bless you. Time to return to where? The stronghold. Zechariah 12. Have we have it? Had it? That is the what? The preset for the year. God is reminding you, time to return to the stronghold for restoration of double portion. Return to the stronghold, you prisoner of O. That's what the priests say. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. Amen? That is what that Zachariah says. We only see one part in the priesthood, but he said today, not tomorrow, I declare that I will restore double to you. If you are looking for a child, be prepared for twins. If you are looking for twins, prepare for what? Four. <laughs> Amen? Double portion. Pastor Shem will say everything, double, double. God bless him wherever he is now in Jesus' name. God is our support. He's not just telling you to return to that stronghold. He is going to support you, right? And what have you heard regarding that support? That is the promise for what? For the year. 1 Peter 5, 10. 10b. He will restore. Support. Strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. Not on a shaking one. Can you see the link between the 
precept, the promise for the year. Can you see the link? God is ready to give us double portion in the mighty name of Jesus. And when that double portion is coming, your foundation will never be shaken. Because of what? He said he will place you on a firm foundation. God is not just God of second chance. He's a God of restoration. He will give you the second chance again. He will restore all that you have lost in the mighty name of Jesus. He doesn't, he, he doesn't just restore. He repays. When you serve him, he's promising double. He's going to repay you. That's what the promise is saying. He doesn't just bring back where you were before. He will take you to a place of abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. That is the promise for this year. There are important aspects of God's restoration. But let me just mention two here. God's restoration is personal. Next slide, sister. God's restoration is what? Is personal. He knows the specific area in our life that have been damaged. If God knows where devil have damaged things in your life, just wave on to the Lord. Yes. God knows where I need help. He knows those areas where things have gone bad. And he's ready to do what? To restore it. Amen? And what does that mean? It requires relationship between you and God. It requires relationship. It doesn't just restore in general sense. It restores each one of us individually. If Pastor Dennis is due for twins, God will not give me twins. Apology, sister. Whatever is due for you, God will not give you to somebody. Amen? Yes, that is why restoration is what? Personal. You need to present your own thing before God, that God, this is my personal prayer request. Pastor Abraham's prayer request will not be mine. Right? Maybe mine will be yours, because when I call my prayer here, God bless me, then you say amen. Right? You also have to pray for yourself. Brethren, restoration is what? Is personal. And God will answer us in the mighty name of Jesus. He knows what each and every one of us has lost. He knows what we need. He sees our pain. He hears our cry. He heals our pain. That's why he promised restoration. He's going to restore each and every one of us as we journey through this year in the mighty name of Jesus. You know the kind of restoration is going to offer to us a tailored maid that suits you. Not an over... If I put uh, Brother Emmanuel's jacket on me, at least, how will it be? He's not going to fit me. A fitted, tailored restoration God is ready to do for you this year in the mighty name of Jesus. God's restoration is comprehensive. Next slide. It doesn't just restore part of our life. He restores everywhere. That's why he said he's going to put you on what? Firm foundation. Because by the time that blessing, that restoration is coming, if you have a shaking foundation, it can crumble. But God already prepared the foundation to make it stronger so that 
When it is coming left and right, you have the base to carry it. He restores every area of our life. God is re ready to restore every area. Whatever locusts have eaten in your life, being hurt, being job, being, past, being upon your children or upon your spouse, is ready to do it. So God promised to God promise of restoration is an encouragement of hope for our life. He's ready to bring us to a place of completeness. Complete, completeness, not, sorry, that word seemed to be somehow, a place of complete, completement. Okay, you understand what I mean, whether I pronounce it well or not. God bless you in Jesus' name. That is a place where you will have peace. Peace of mind. If your blood pressure is going up, when God shines showers on you, you will bust, you will be in a, even in commercial vehicle, you might be in commercial vehicle, you just remind, you started singing. And people will be looking at you. What happened? What happened? You say, my God is a marvelous God. If you don't know, sometimes I'll be going, maybe I'm thinking of something, something just crossed to my mind. I'll be laughing. I'm not crazy, I'm not mad. It is what God has spoken to me that lifted my spirit. That is part of restoration. Enough is enough. You will not cry in the mighty name of Jesus. God is ready to bring you to complete wholeness and give you peace. He will encourage you. His promise is not mere comforting, comforting thought at all. But a divine guarantee is going, is guaranteeing us now that yes, by the end of this month, you shall testify to his glory in Jesus' name. Yeah. One important thing to understand is that restoration is also a process. It's what? A process. Next slide, sister. It's a process. It is a journey of transformation process that takes place over time. Because this year has been declared the year of restoration. And you want it immediately. Our God is God of time. He makes everything beautiful at what? In his own time. In his own time. He has a way of answering your prayer. You might be praying, you might be fasting. If his answer is no, it's what? It's no. So, it's a journey. It's a transformation. Why am I telling you this? Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Prepare that it's a journey. That in my own time, God will make it happen in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, it's not just a miracle of overnight. Yes, to some people it might be instantly. To me, it might be something that has to be delayed a little bit. And you know why it is delayed? Sometimes that miracle happens. Somebody is praying for a car. I want to buy a car. He's saving to get the 20% or 10%. Suddenly something happens, you spend it. And you are not able to buy the car. It's not that God has not restored what he wants you to do. But maybe if you have that car, somebody that devil has already pushed may drive and hit you and cause accident. And God wants to avoid that. He has not answered you at that time. Hallelujah. Amen. So God made things possible in his own time. It is a journey of transformation. It's a process. It is not something you snap your finger and you get the instant answer. He will look at the situation around you. Maybe... If Pastor Abraham is not here, he want, he, God wants him to witness your testimony. He will delay that testimony. Amen? So, please, 
Take note, it's not a quick fix solution. It is about God taking broken pieces and put them together, making them a whole. It is about God taking our mess and turning into what? To message. Whatever mess you have messed up, God is ready to take it to message. Because when all the broken pieces are brought together, it is a message of testimony to others and God will perfect it in Jesus' name. Restoration is like a farmer who plants seed in the ground. You are planting it now. And when a farmer plants something, what, what does he have to do? He has to wet it. Like places in Oman here. For our home country, maybe the rain will come. God has to shower the rain upon it. And even in our home country, if rain is not coming, for those that, that, uh, that do irrigation, you have to go and pump water. So begin to wet the plant you have you are planted now, the seed that you have planted, begin to wet it and wait for it. You need to nurture it. God has to nurture the seed. He has, you have to trust God that the harvest will come. And the harvest is the testimony. Don't get tired and say, no, no, Pastor Francis said this and after praying, 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 fasting, fasting, it's not happening. It is going to happen in Jesus' name. Don't lose trust. Harvest will come. So we have to trust God's timing. That's the essence of what I'm telling you. We have to nurture our faith. Our faith, we need to believe our faith. We have to nurture it. We have to wait for His perfect timing. And also we need to understand that when God restores, it is not halfway, it is complete, as I mentioned before. It is complete restoration. It is complete restoration. God doesn't do things halfway. I mentioned that earlier. When he restores, he restores fully. And yours will not be different in the mighty name of Jesus. And when God restores, it brings so many things into our life. I'm just thinking of something, but let me, maybe I may go back to that later. For those of you that are sitting here, how many of you are expecting good thing between now and next week? <laughs> Amen. And it shall be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Amen. So what does that mean? Is that uh, when God restores, it brings joy. Because you'll be happy. You are expecting promotion in your office. And suddenly you saw the email. You quickly glance through and read it. And God restored the lost glory in your life. What will happen? You'll be happy. Some of you, you will not call me. You will call your wife first. God has done it. You will not call Pastor Abraham because me, I, I called my wife first. When I graduated from the University of Arope in this country, you know the university? Driving school. Test. Immediately, the Arope said, I passed. I called my wife immediately. I called her immediately because the joy of restoration of getting the license was there. Amen? Maybe you don't pass through what I passed through in the hand of R.O.P. when I was... But I know. Amen? So, restoration brings joy. Next slide, sister. Restoration brings what? Joy. The joy of the Lord will never depart from your home in Jesus' name. When God restores, He doesn't just bring back what was lost. He brings joy. 
even beyond what you are expecting. The year of restoration. The joy of the Lord will fill your home in the mighty name of Jesus. And whenever he restores, he will turn your money into dancing and your sorrow into what? Into joy. He gives the garment of praise to the spirit of heaviness. After calling my wife when I graduated from ROP license school, Pastor Lekan, for those that know him, he's the one that used to come to my home to pick me from my home. He lives in PDO. I live in Bosha. He come there, pick my family, drop us at the church, take us back every time. I call him again. Instead of telling him, I pass, I begin to sing. Then he joined me. That is the joy. Because he understand that I was going for test. So what else? When God restore you, sister, oh, you will dance a miraculous dance. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Even you, sister, as well. And brothers, apology. God will perfect it in Jesus' name. I'm not being partial. I'm just looking at faces. For those that are smiling towards me, I point to them. God will bless them. God bless you too. Amen. Hallelujah. So what am I saying is that... um, so, as we journey through the year, let us hold on to the promise of restoration. Let us trust God in his timing. Let's believe in the complete restoration. Let us experience his personal touch. Let us experience his personal touch. He touched me, right? We know the song? Okay, God bless you. Let's move on because of our time. When he touched you, he restores everything around you. Believe me, even if he restores something for me, you will celebrate when I call you on phone. You will also dance. Right? That is the joy of restoration. You are not celebrating alone. When you come to the pulpit, you come to the altar, you hold the mic, praise the Lord. Boldly, don't tell story because we are full of story. I was blind and now I can see people will clap. They rejoice with you. Restoration brings joy and happiness to everyone. You will testify to the glory of God in Jesus' name. So let us experience his personal touch, as I said. Let us rejoice in the joy that comes with restoration because our God is God of restoration. He brings joy in the midst of our pain. When you are not expected, God opens that uh, restoration and gives you that joy. The same is true with our spiritual life, not just physical. God, the master restorer, doesn't just cover up our sins and mystic. Sometimes we sin to God, we commit sins, and you'll be thinking within yourself that from what I've done secretly, will God really give me answer to my prayer? But when you, when you remorse and you, within yourself, you confess that, Lord, have mercy upon me, what will he do? He will restore you back. It's not just physical things. Spiritually also, God restores you. He covers your sins and mistakes. He carefully and lovingly works in our lives. He heals our wounds, mending our brokenness, restoring us to, the, to our original design. The design intended for us when he created us. Sometimes you see somebody that is destined to be a pastor to be a deaconess or deacon or a leader in the church. If you first go astray, you go a different way, like Paul. 
He went a different way, and God brought him back. The same God can still restore you back to the purpose he has made you, and it's going to be like that in Jesus' name. Next slide. Restoration is partnership. Restoration is what? I want you to read it and tell me. It's partnership. If you don't come closer to me, how can I give you something? It is not something that God does to us or for us, but something that he does with us. You have to be together with him. You have to partner with him. You need to pray. You need to come closer to him. You don't just fold your arms. Pastor Abraham has declared that this year is the year of restoration. Yes, it will come. They ask, they declare prayer here inside of you to open your mouth and pray. You say, yes, it will come. Will it come? The Bible says what? Ask. If you don't knock this door, they will not open it for you. It is a partnership. Restoration is a partnership. Let me use my own profession to talk now. Suppose there is a dilapidated building that needs to be renovated. I think in Matra, maybe some houses are, are dilapidated, which need to be renovated. Can I just go there and start tearing it and say, I want to renovate it? What do you think will happen? They will call ROP for me. I need to talk to the owner of the house. The same thing is with restoration. You can't just, you need the input of the owner. You are the one expecting restoration from God. What have, what have dilapidated? You want God to renovate it. You are the one that requires this. You need to present yourself before God. If you don't do that, you are expecting God to come. No, speak, knock, seek you will find. So it is step by step. It is a partnership. It is not thing that God will do alone. You need to come closer to him. We have to work together. We have to plan. We have to table it before God. Our spiritual life, God is the master builder. He doesn't just impose his will on you. No. You need to accept the spirit will be telling you, this is what to do, that is what to do, that is what to do. Why another spirit will be telling you, don't mind, just go your way, this, this, this. You need to seek the face of God. You partnership with him for the restoration to be fully in your life and it shall be so in the mighty name of Jesus. When you are restored, it is not about going back to whom you were before, but about becoming who we were always meant to be. When God restores you, when you partnership with God, you partner with him, it's not just for you to go back to your former state or wherever you are. Maybe you're supposed to be in Muska, you are in Salala. And when God wants to restore you, he will not just restore you to Soha, he will bring you back here. You are in Salala before you, or you are in Soha before you're supposed to come this way, but you turn the other side of, of uh, towards Salala. And you are expecting that when God is restoring you, he will bring you back to Soha. No. You're supposed to be where? In Muscat. He will bring you back to Muscat. You need to partner with him. Hallelujah. 
So when God restores you, he doesn't just restore you to your former self. He reveals to us our true identity. He will reveal everything to you, whom you are, where you're supposed to be, what is his purpose for you. What is your what? God will reveal everything to you. He shows us who we were and what and we were always meant to be. Who we are to him, he will show you. But you need to have the signing spirit to be able to know when these messages are coming. It might be today's message, it might be tomorrow's message, it might be... God can use somebody in your office to speak to you. You need to have that spirit. You don't need to be lazy. Restoration is a journey. Next slide. Restoration is a journey. So as we embark on the journey of restoration this year, let us remember that restoration is what? It's a process, it's a partnership, and a journey of discovery. And let trust him. Let us trust in God, the master restorer, to guide us. It's not just for you to say, okay, you want God to perfect all that concerns you. You need to have the trust in him. You need to trust him that, Lord, I trust you. Make it happen in your own time. So, it's a process, it's a partnership, it's a journey of discovery. And I pray that you will discover what God has for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us be on our feet. I want you to talk to God. Lord, restore all that concerns me. Restore what? All that concerns me. Speak to God. We are, the message is still on. It's not finished. I just want you to stretch your legs and your hands and to also exercise your jaws. Pray unto God. All that concerns me, Father, restore it in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray to God. The message is still on. Pray. And tell God that God in your own time, at your own time, make everything beautiful. Let everything work for me in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray to God that God, this is the time. This is the year of restoration. Restore all that concerns my family. Resource all that, resolve all that concerns me, Lord. Restore every area of my life. Every area of my life that needs restoration. Father, restore it in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Please be seated. So just for me to recap what we have discussed today, we've talked about restoration is personal, we've talked about restoration is comprehensive, and we've talked about that when God restores, it is complete restoration. And restoration also brings joy. And it brings, uh, restoration is a partnership. Hallelujah. Restoration is what? It's a journey. It's a process, a partnership, and a journey of discovery. When pastor was giving message during the crossover service, he mentioned some other areas where restoration is required. I will still also add to that. You also, within your mind, you know the area of your life that you want God to restore you back. Area that God promised to restore the areas that God promised to restore. God promised to restore our head. 
Next slide, sister. He promised to restore our heads. I would like the sister to read this scripture for me. One minute, sister. I'll be calling some scripture. So, God promised to restore our head this year. Not just this year, beyond this year and for the rest of our life. God will restore our head in Jesus' name. Let's look at Jeremiah 30, 17. 30, 17. It says what? I think it's displayed on the screen. You can... For I will restore, restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. God says he's going to restore your head to what? To me? Your head. That's re restoration is personal. He said we restore what to you? To you. Not to somebody, not to, not to third party. Read on, sister. Because they called you an outcast, saying, this is Zion. No one seeks her. I don't know who has been mocking you. I don't know who has been saying you will never make it. God is promising that what? He will restore you. He will restore to you. Your heart. God is looking at you. Uh, someone is looking at you and saying, no, it's a diabetic patient. Oh no, it's a high blood pressure patient. They are talking like that. They are mocking you. God is confirming that this is year of what? Restoration. He's going to restore your heart. Not my head to you. That's why restoration is what? Personal. Whosoever has mocked you, God is confirming that your life, your head, shall be restored in Jesus' name. Amen. God promised to restore our life. Next slide, sister. Next slide. Yes. God promised to restore our life. I don't know how your life has been taken off guard or derailed. Let me use the train now. Maybe it, you yourself, you know. You, this is the path you're supposed to follow. You are now walking a journey from here to Salala within Muscat. You don't know it's possible? You are going to Matra. You are here. You first drive to Sib. Al-Qud. You follow the express, highway. You get to Balka. You turn around, you begin to drive. Suddenly, you find yourself after four hours at uh, Matra. You have walked the journey of Salala within Muscat. But when God restores you, you will never miss it in Jesus' name. Yeah. That's your life that have gone the other way around. God is ready to do what? To restore it. Let's see what the scriptures say about that. Root 4, 15a. It's displayed on the screen. Root 4, 15a. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. God can restore and nourish us. Not just now. Recently, the excellent men, we celebrated our elderly one. And the women ministry also have the same thing. Not just now, even to your old age, he will nourish you. Amen? Are you afraid of growing old? Whether you like it or not, you will grow old. The state you are last year is not the same thing now. Yes? 
Some people are a year old today. Brother Jeba, yes, you are a year old. Tomorrow, another person, year old. Like that. Every second scant as you grown up. So when I say God will restore you, nourish you to your old age, don't be scared. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So no matter what be the situation, God is going to nourish you to your old age. He's a restorer of life. A nourisher of your old age. He will give you, don't think about what I'm going to eat. He will make everything available for you. He will restore all that concerns you in Jesus' name. God promised to restore joy. Next slide. Sister Joy, this is for you. Yeah, she's the one projecting. God promised to restore what? To who? To me. God bless you. I said, I thought you are going to say to me. Hallelujah. God promised to restore joy to me. Say amen to that. Thank you. God will restore your joy in the mighty name of Jesus. God can restore the joy of your salvation, right? It's not just joy. The joy of your salvation is above any other joy. When you are saved, when you are delivered, God is going to restore you. Let's see what the scriptures say about that. Psalm 51. Psalm 51 verse 12. Verse 12a. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. I think, uh, Brother Matthew, I think there's a song that goes like that. Can you just sing? Joy of salvation and this uh, spirit in me. Who knows it, please? And, uh, the joy of my salvation and in your spirit within me. You remember now? Also? Can you sing that? Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I renew thy spirit within me. Thank you. God bless you. That's not part of my message, but God just told me there's something as sister read it. Restore in me what? The joy of my salvation. I renew what? A right spirit in me. That is why restoration is comprehensive. He's comprehensive. Hallelujah. God will restore his promise in you in the mighty name of Jesus. He will restore the joy of salvation to you in the mighty name of Jesus. That is just Psalm 51 verse 12 we have just read. And God is at work. He will fulfill his promise in Jesus' name. God promised to restore spiritual work. Next slide, sister. Next slide. He promised to do what? To restore spiritual work. God called us to restore one another in a spirit of gentleness. We just finished. Uh, next slide. Yes, God promised to restore spiritual work. Galatians 6, 1a. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Thank you. Now, God is giving you assignment. The year of restoration is not just expecting from God. God is giving us assignment. You see somebody that is derailing. He's going the other side. What is that scripture saying? Brethren, restore. Hallelujah. So, 
this is year of restoration. Don't leave it for God only. Don't leave it for pastor only. Don't leave it for your own cell leader only. Restore those that are closer to you in your offices. Spiritual work. We just studied the book of Galatians. God promised to restore parts. Next slide. God promised to restore parts. He can rebuild and fill the broken places in our life. Isaiah 58 verse 12. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Yes, as we are expecting God to restore our path, our spiritual path, God also is expecting you to do the same thing. Because you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the street to dwell. Make the, make the way of the Lord. Make it straight for people. You see people that have been going the other side. Bring them back. Restore them back. And when you do this, God is going to restore your path in the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe you have been going through a, a very narrow door. He's going to open a double door that no one will be able to shut him. Amen? That is what it means to restore the path that you follow. God promised to restore damaged soul. Next slide. God promised to restore damaged soul. God can restore and lead us in a path of righteousness. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes. He restores my soul. If something is not damaged, how will you restore it? Brethren, every day, as we walk through this journey, sometimes our mind wanders away, but God brings it back to him. God will continue to restore your damaged soul in the mighty name of Jesus. He will lead you in the path of righteousness. For whose sake? For his name's sake, because people are calling you Christian. People are calling you believers. He doesn't want people to mock you. He will restore your soul in the mighty name of Jesus. Let me round up. Brethren, as we continue the journey of year 2024, as we walk through the valley of brokenness, let us give respectfully attention, let us give respect and respectful attention to the precepts of the year. That is the guideline, the instruction for this year. He said what? Return to stronghold. I don't know what your stronghold is. My God is my stronghold. Can you say that to yourself? My God is my In Nigeria, you say, my God is a good God. Yes, he is. He's a good God. Hallelujah. So let this preset continue to guide you as you wait for what God is going to perfect and restore in your life for the testimony. Let the precept be your guideline for this year. Return to the stronghold. And let us continue to draw from the wisdom and hold on to the promise of the year, which is what? First Peter. Next slide, sister. 
1 Peter 10b, He, God, will restore, support, strengthen you, and He will place you on a firm foundation. Let us continue to climb the mountains of hope as we embrace the God promise of restoration. God promise for us this year is not just a very low voice. When I was announcing the Christmas carol here, I used one language. I said it's going to be what? It's going to be loud. When God restore you, your testimony is going to be loud in the mighty name of Jesus. There are some things that when God do it for you, who can cover the glory of a sun? When sun shine, can anything cover it? What about cloud? <laughs> it covers it, but it will fade away. The glory of God will always shine in your life. And when it shines, nothing can cover it. Amen. So you will testify to the glory of God. When he restores your brokenness, he heals your wound, that promise that he has made for you will not be a silent celebration. It's going to be a loud and louder one in the mighty name of Jesus. The declaration of God will be upon you in Jesus' name. He promised to replace your shame with honor. Your disgrace with rejoicing. So shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. The question is, what is the assurance? What is the assurance of everything I've been saying since morning as we enter into the new year? The answer is there. And what is the answer? The promise for this month. Next slide. The promise for the month. Okay. okay. And what is the promise for the month? Thank you. Sister, I want you to read it. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That is the assurance. I, that sister read, not her. Jeremiah is talking about God. He knows the plans he has for you. He already declared it. That is the assurance that the restoration is this year. Whatever you have been praying for for many years, the restoration is what? It's now. That's what it means. I think when pastor was putting this together, it may not be linked, but I'm telling you, link everything. Every month, link whatever promise that God has for you. Remember this message and link it up. That is the assurance. He has a good plan for us. He is God of a restoration. He brings restoration to every area of our life. Whether it is hurt, relationship, joy, lost time, let us continue to trust God, his ability to make all things possible. So let us embrace the journey of restoration with faith and commitment this year. As we journey through the year, God's restoration is personal, it's comprehensive, and it's a process, it's a journey. Hold on to this. And as we journey, God Almighty, we journey with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Your life will proclaim the restoration that God has for you in the mighty name of Jesus. May God bless his word. Amen. Let us pray. I want you to pray and say, God, I've heard your word. 
Restoration is personal. It's comprehensive. Don't do my own restoration halfway. Let it be a complete restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to talk to God. Because God doesn't know joke. Pray now that you want a complete restoration. That is what you deserve. That is what you require from God. And God will perfect it in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, that is end of this message. May God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Now it is time for the communion service. Today being the first Friday, as usual, we normally have the communion service. Yeah, message is over. We have communion service every first Friday. So this is the time for communion service. And when we talk about communion, the question that may come to your mind is that, what is communion? We'll be talking about this every time, so that it will be in your mind, and it will be registered in your heart that what communion means. Communion is a sacrament that Jesus instructs us, that is, who are those us? We, his follower, to partake. It is a sacrament. Holy communion was holy event to the disciples when Jesus Christ was to be killed, to be, when he was going to the cross of Calvary. On his last Passover with his disciples, that is when he established this. And he said this should be done in remembrance of him. So, Holy Communion is a reminder of us of what Jesus has done. It was not just a reminder, but part of being a follower of Christ. Part of being a Christian. When you read from the scripture, 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 30, you will discover that communion is more than sharing a bread and wine. It's more than that. Let me read just 23 to 24. It says, For I received from the Lord, which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my blood, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So we need to look back. Verse 23 to 25 is telling us to look back. The Lord's table is a time to remember what Jesus Christ has done on the cross of Calvary. There is no way we talk about Holy Communion without our mind go back to the last Passover of Jesus Christ. When he was betrayed, when his body, like bread, was broken, and his blood was shed like wine, he was poured out. We should not forget what he has done for us. That is why those verses is reminding us that, yes, we have to look back. So Jesus has given us the communion as a constant remember. 
when we participate in communion, we are being, remind, being reminded of what God has done for us in Christ. And this will help us not to forget. Because each time we take communion here, we are remembering that, yes, um, his death on the cross of Calvary. What were you like before you find Christ? The day Jesus found you, you need to remember this. That day that he found you is the most important part of your life. Verse 26 says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Now, this is telling you to look forward for his coming. When you partake in communion, it's telling you to look forward for his communion. It's not just about looking back that the first 23 to 25 says, you also need to be expecting him. Because if you keep, if you are moving, you keep looking back, you may fall. Be expecting him. Make sure that you are delivered, you are safe. So at the table, we also remind, remember that we have hope and a future before us. And what is that future? It's coming back, is, is the future hope that we are expecting. Jesus Christ is alive. Is here, right here with us. Because of the cross only, we have hope. Then verse 27 to 30, he said, I will just summarize it, look inward. That's what it represents. Look inward. You need to examine yourself. You need to look at your relationship with God. You need to look at your relationship with Christ. It is important to search your heart whether you are worthy of taking this. Verse 28 says, let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink the cup. For who? 29 now say, for who? Whoever drink and eat unworthy manner. Eat, drink judgment to himself. We shall not drink judgment to ourselves in the mighty name of Jesus. The question is now, as we're about to take the communion, what is your relationship with God? If Christ comes today, will you be able to go with him? It is important to search your heart. We are being one. Again, we are one not to take the Lord's Supper in a worthy manner. Let us get our heart right before him before we begin to share the communion. May we close our eyes? Let's take some time right now before him to confess that thing that will not make us to be worthy before him. Take some time to pray to God to make sure that nothing is standing between you and your God. Examine yourself. See those areas where you feel that it is not enough. Ask yourself, what is my relationship with Jesus Christ today? In every relationship, it is good to take the time to review what is reminding you about his love. Think back and think forward. Prepare yourself to take the communion. Like I said, confess your sin. If you claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. That's what First John 1 says. Acknowledge the area you have sinned to God. Ask for the peace of God to reign in your mind. 
Ask God to give you the desire and intend to lead a more godly life and Christ-like. Father, we want to bless your name and thank you for your mercy. Almighty God, we give you all glory and adoration. As we partake in the communion, Father, we pray, Almighty God, that your presence, your spirit, will continue to dwell more in our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Grant us the spirit to always receive it in a worthy manner in the mighty name of Jesus. All the way that we have gone contrary to you, Father, we pray because of your mercy. Have mercy and forgive us in the mighty name of Jesus. We bless the bread. We bless the wine. Let your Holy Spirit be upon the bread and the wine in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we want to see your blood in the bread and the wine in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we partake today, let it be a constant reminder that of your coming back in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. So very quickly, the usher will guide us, will direct us. Please, let the leadership come. be on our feet, church. Psalm 23. Many of us are very familiar with that psalm. I read verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The elements that you and I have just taken is a sign of our soul being restored unto him yet again. So why don't we thank God for the opportunity that he has given to return to him once again through the body and the blood that he shed for us on the cross. Why don't we take this time to thank God? Father, we thank you once again for your blood that has made a way for soul. For your blood that has made a way for the restoration of my soul. For the redemption of soul is costly, the Bible says, and that the price was paid by Christ on the cross. Why don't we say, thank you, Father, for that precious price of restoration that you paid for me on the cross. You have restored my soul, my Father. Thank you, Lord God, for you are my good shepherd, the one who lays down his life for his sheep. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Your blood speaks better things. Lord, let it speak better things concerning my restoration in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O Lord God, for the plans that you have for me is good because of the blood. The plans of a future and of a hope beyond compare because of the blood. For an expected end unto eternity because of the blood. Father, we say thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have offered thanks. And in Jesus' name, we have prayed. 
Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you, Lord God, for a time such as this that you have given, O Lord God, to reflect upon what you did for us and to expect of your coming. Father, let our hearts remain expectant, our eyes watchful, our minds alert. And Father, help us to redeem the time as you restore our souls, as you restore our lives. Help us to bring many more souls unto your redemption, unto the knowledge of your redemption, my Father, in the name of Jesus. We bless your holy name, O Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have asked and we have prayed. Amen and amen. Father, we also thank you for your son that you have used to bless us today, O Lord God. Father, as he has emptied himself before you, I pray you will restore him, you will refresh him, you will refresh his family in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's share the grace. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Have a blessed week. There is calendars available. For those who have not been able to collect it, please take it from the ushers. God bless you.